someone who can single-handedly bring the whole Dark Empire down. Basically, Kenny, you are Keanu Reeves. My spy! God has found a way to defeat your army! Impossible! How? A young man. Basically, he's like Keanu Reeves. Oh, Jesus Christ. My lord, my lord, we must attack now. What's the point to have a Keanu Reeves now? Do not fear, my lord. Your army is great. Very well. Cheers. Cheers. Minus spillage. Hmm. What? Yeah. A hello. Hello. And welcome to episode 26. Wow. Of Two Geeks, Two Beers, and a laptop with me, Tom, and my podcast panel, Morgan. <laughs> all right. Uh, so yeah, hope you've all had a good Christmas and all that. Uh, oh, yeah. Already settled into the kind of... Drudge of the new year. <laughs> first, uh, first new episode for twenty seventeen. At least you've got that to look forward to now. Mm. Um, so yeah, just as ever, thanks for listening to all our shows. We've yeah. noticed a big sort of bump on iTunes lately. Yeah, so. our listenership is is ever growing. So so thank you for that. And if you do uh, listen via iTunes, please please do give us uh, a quick review, or if you can't be bothered with that, yeah, no, one can bother with that. <laughs> just <laughs> just give us a quick uh, star rating, five, 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 five ideally. Yeah, um, it means a lot if you're able to do that. And also, always email us any suggestions, or if you just want to say hello, mm. uh, podcast at twogeeks2beers.com. Yeah, feedback or yeah. suggestions for future episodes. Just for instance, just picking one out at random. Uh, Thomas Meehan emailed us, uh, giving us some suggestions, including a few that we might might well do. Yeah, Batman the animated series Batman is animated a good series. idea. Studio Ghibli maybe. Nick, uh, Nick Toons. Akira. Yeah, Akira. Akira. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. So mm. if you have any ideas, then uh, please send them away. And you might get a shout out on the podcast. Yes, exciting exactly. stuff. Uh, so for this episode, we are kind of mixing things up a little bit. Mm, something a little bit different. So instead of a TV show or game or film, we're focusing on the work of one particular movie star mm. who we think is an underrated geek hero. And has a suitably geeky back catalogue. Yeah. So uh, this will be, I guess, the first of maybe several different episodes in the future at some point mm. about a particular person. Uh, so this guy, he's been known as a tad grumpy. Mm. Perhaps not the greatest actor of all time, but I don't, I disagree. I disagree, and I, I think we're going to launch a staunch defence mm-hmm. of his acting abilities. And a man who never ages. <laughs> yes. It's Mr. Keanu Reeves. Keanu. Keanu. No way. So why do you love Keanu? <sighs> well, he's he, because he never ages, mm. he's been part of my childhood. I've watched Keanu Reeves movies since I was a kid. Yeah. And I, I, I love the fact that he keeps coming back. Yeah. I'm thinking he's back. <laughs> I love the fact that yeah, you, you know. We'll get we'll get on some of the movies, but you know he was a star in the '80s, star in the '90s, and just when you think he's down, he like he made he made some he's made some oh, yeah. as as everyone. Yeah, we won't be discussing at length. You know the likes of Forty Seven Ronin. No. Um, but but then he always he does he always comes back, and also he seems like. A genuinely lovely man, lovely man. Yeah. and he's got a reputation. I was doing some, you know, little bits of research, and he's got a reputation as being just one of the nicest guys in Hollywood. So the beers that we've got, yeah, um, I'm I'm quite proud. of I'm this. happy with this one. Yeah, um, 
it is English Craft Lager, mm. Hogstar. Hogstar. Which, if you didn't know, uh, his band, which I will mm. mention a bit later, it was called Dogstar. Mm. So I thought, I saw that. Perfect. That's pretty good. Sorry. From a Hogsback Brewery. So nice. there you go. Cheers. Cheers again. Ooh, yeah, very nice. So, a few facts first. Go on. So his full name, mm. Keanu Charles Reeves, <laughs> is that your name? Right. He's actually Canadian. Yeah, he's Canadian, which, born in Toronto. Yeah, so he's, oh yeah, and his name in Hawaiian, mm. do you know what it is? No, I don't. Cool Breeze Over the Mountains, <laughs> which kind of sums him up. Yeah, right? super. Uh, he was born in Beirut, but he has an English mother from Essex. I did know that, yeah. And his father's from Hawaii. Born and in Beirut? Yeah, so he's got all these different mixtures. Yeah. And his, his dad has like native Hawaiian, Chinese, Portuguese and English ancestry. Mm. So he's got all, uh, lots of different cultures. Um, I read that he apparently was a huge fan of the two Ronnies growing up, <laughs> next to his English mum. He was uh, an aspiring hockey player, yeah, and yeah. Up, he yeah. suffered a knee injury and then went on to become an actor. Could have been a proper hockey star, apparently. Mm. He was pretty good. He was known as The Wall. <laughs> I think he might have been a goalie, so he was right. just particularly... You know. So, yeah, we've taken six of his geekiest films mm. to dissect. And we will be yeah, touching on some yeah. of the others. I fun. mean, in a perfect world, I would speak in depth about The Lake House... <laughs> Which, if you listen to my other podcast, The Whisper Show, I've mm. waxed lyrical about that. Have you uh, have you ever seen the uh, Funny or Die no. uh, skit where uh, there's these two cops who have uh, arrested Keanu Reeves <laughs> and uh, they, they mistake him for Mark Wahlberg? Oh, God. Uh, so a little blast of that. What do you have to say for yourself, Mark Wahlberg? I'm Keanu Reeves. You just think you're so tough with that fancy Boston accent, don't you, punk? I don't have an accent. You ever been to Boston? I asked the questions here, Wahlberg, so you shut that fat mouth. We've been watching you fornicate all over town in public places for months. Wait a second. You guys really believe I'm Mark Wahlberg? And that Mark Wahlberg has been running all over town having sex? I don't think Mark would do that. Just because you are a member of the greatest boy band in the history of the world, it doesn't give you the right to slam ass courtside at a Lakers game. No matter how arousing it is. First, Donnie was in the new kids on the block. Second, I'm Keanu Reeves. <laughs> What's so funny? Little tiny Mark Wahlberg here thinks he's big Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is like six foot four and from Oklahoma and the baddest son of a bitch that's ever walked this planet. And don't you ever claim to be the man that changed my life with the greatest role in the history of cinema. Point the Lake break. House. Fucking Lake House. What the hell is The Lake House? Oh, it's a wonderful film about love and fate. Romantic love. I know, I was in both those movies. I'm Keanu Reeves. Say it again. I'm Keanu Reeves. Don't you dare say it again. I'm Keanu Reeves. Say it again, bitch. Say you're Keanu Reeves one more time, and I'm going to have John Wick come in here and shove a baseball bat so far up your dirt diggling ass that you got to call your brothers over at Wahlburgers to come over here with some toothpicks to pull out the splinters out of your spleen and your heart and your butthole. You know John Wick isn't real, right? I played that guy in a movie. You know. <laughs> See, got a good sense of humor. See, Lake House is a beautiful film. It's not just me that thinks that. It was also we could have talked about his attempts to do Shakespeare. Oh, in much ado, much ado. Like Kenneth Branagh. Um, have you ever seen any of him in much ado? I've never seen uh, no the Kenneth Branagh much. Now, ago. I think any time I try and stick up for Keanu, mm. people will just play this to me and go, "There you mm. go." Mm. But you know, he's trying. I had rather be a canker in a hedge than a rose in his grace. In this, though I cannot be said to be a flattering, honest man, 
It must not be denied, but I am a plain dealing villain. If I had my mouth, I would bite. If I had my liberty, I would do my liking. In the meantime, let me be that I am and seek not to alter me. Yeah, now possibly Keanu and Shakespeare yeah. make for strange bedfellows. Yeah. He did do um, Hamlet apparently at some point. Yeah, so. and all right, if, if we're doing this now, let's get yeah. this out of the way. Because right. the other one that people throw at Keanu mm. in his face a lot is uh, his performance as Jonathan Harker in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, okay. Where he murders an English accent. Doctor, you must understand. I doubted everything. Even my mind. I was impotent with fear. I know. But sir, I know where the bastard sleeps. Oh no. <laughs> Carfax Abbott. The fact they made him do that. Like, yeah. you know, it's yeah. Gary Oldman, right? And like, yeah, and like... And he must be, Gary Oldman must be sitting there going, what are you doing? <laughs> but you know, cast him in the right roles. Yeah. And we are going to be talking about six all of his of finest roles. roles yeah. And he's great in all of them. We're going to do it in chronological order, mm. which I believe is... I, 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 I kick off. Yeah. So, of course, we begin... Mm-hmm. Hello, San Dimas. <laughs> with Perfect. Uh, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure from uh, 1989. Wow. Uh, Keanu's... Uh, uh, 52, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, filming began. He was so just in his early 20s. Um, he, he once said, uh, I used to have nightmares that they would put, he played Ted on my tombstone. So, I think he's got mixed feelings about about the, the Bill and Ted films. Unlike uh, the other one, Alex Winter. Alex Winter. Alex Winter is now a successful director. Yeah, but what films has he made? <laughs> uh, he, no, he, he made a, he made a very good uh, documentary about Napster apparently I've oh, okay. not seen it um, but Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure was directed by Stephen Herrick who also directed uh, 1993's The Three Musketeers oh, which I love a couple of great 90s well this is 90s but you know what I mean yeah 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 uh, also the first one I ever saw at the cinema oh uh, yeah, yeah. Well, guns. love you again <laughs> um, so most people know the plot Bill and Ted but uh, for, for beginners the, it follows two airheaded teens uh, Ted Theodore Logan, played by Reeves, and Bill S. Preston Esquire, played by Alex Winter, uh, who travel through time, picking up historical figures along the way to help them not flunk their history class. Meanwhile, they are unaware that their music, as part of the band Wild Stallions, <laughs> will go on to inspire uh, I learned a, lot about a utopian future. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot about history. I learned a lot about, I learned a lot about history. It's yeah. educational and entertaining. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's have a crack at the trailer. Now, a motion picture so grand... <laughs> So magnificent and so vast, it spans 7,000 years. No way! Yes way! But it starts with Bill. I'm Bill S. Preston! Who was Joan of Arc? And Ted. Noah's wife? We're in danger of flunking most heinously tomorrow. A force from the future. Can we go anywhere we want at any time? You can do anything you want. Is putting history at their fingertips. Let's reach out and touch someone. They're traveling through time. How's it going, royal ugly dudes? Put them in the Iron Maiden. Excellent! Execute them. Bogus. Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, Napoleon, Billy the Kid, Joan of Arc, Sigmund Freud, Beethoven. Genghis Khan! Abraham Lincoln. Party on, dudes! Socrates. George Carlin. We're history. 
If you guys are really us, what number are we thinking of? 69, dudes! <gasps> Bill and Ted's Excellent! Excellent! Excellent adventure. Party on, dude. With that, mm. so A, if you just saw that trailer, didn't mm. know anything about the film, you'd think mm. well, that looks like a pile of garbage. I know it isn't. <laughs> I think it would be. Yeah. Two, mm. were kids of that era actually mm. like that? Well, some of them anyway. I think Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter pretty much yeah. were just like that. But also, I didn't get the 69 gag. The 69, as a kid the 69 gag. Years. No, it, it, was, it was educational in many ways, Bill and Ted's Adventure. That. But also, yeah. Socrates. Yeah. I didn't know Socrates no, was when I was like I eight. I thought that's how you pronounce it. Billy the Kid, Joan of Arc. I learned all about them. I learned, I learned all about them. I wouldn't have found out about Sigmund Freud for years later no, if I wasn't. No. Oedipus <laughs> Complex. It's, it deals with some, with some you know, yeah, pretty in depth themes. Also, Genghis Khan in, yeah, in that film, yeah. played by you know, Al, Al, Al Leon, yeah. who's. Like, if you need an Asian heavy in an 80s action movie, mm-hmm. you turn to Al. Because he was yeah. in Big Trouble in Little China, yeah. Lethal Weapon, and, and Die Hard. So in the original script, uh, the time machine was going to be a 1969 Chevy van. Uh, but apparently the filmmakers thought that it would be a rip-off of Back to the Future. Yeah. Which had come out a few years prior. Uh, so they decided to change it to a phone booth because a time-travelling phone box <laughs> has never been seen yeah, in, any, in, in, in fiction before. It's weird. Did they get any shit for that? For Doctor Who ripoff? I don't. I don't know if it if it was intentional or if they genuinely didn't know just and just it. and just landed on yeah. on the on the same sort of concept. Another it was a great story I I, I dug up um, where uh, Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves were I, I believe they were friends before the film uh, happened and they were auditioning uh, together and they were re- reading different sides and every so often they would swap. Uh, parts because they weren't sure which part the producers weren't sure which part they wanted which yeah. actor to play um, and so there's uh, sort of an urban myth that they originally auditioned for opposite parts but that's not quite true they just sort of you know tried out for uh, tried out for both um, <laughs> and uh, Alex Winter uh, reflected on this where he says uh, the reason that ended up in lore was because <laughs> at a certain point Keanu got it in his head that he was playing Bill and I was playing Ted um, we, we were sitting in the office waiting to meet the producers for the first time and I'm pretty jazzed and he's miserable he's sad sad Keanu <laughs> um, I'm like dude what's wrong we finally got it after all this bullshit and he's like yeah but I'm Ted <laughs> and I was like yeah you're Ted that's awesome he was like I thought I was Bill <laughs> I was like what fucking difference does yeah, it make? Yeah. But he was really sad. He wanted to be Bill and he was Ted. What, Doesn't really make a great yeah, difference. difference? Like, but Keanu was really sad. He committed to playing Bill and he <laughs> he couldn't hack it. Well, he probably got into the role so much that you know he had to do it all over again. I know. He had to, he had to pull himself out. He had to go method on, on Ted Theodore Logan. He thought he was playing Bill S. Preston Esquire. Um, so then uh, a couple of years uh, later, uh, 1991, there was a sequel, uh, Bill and Ted's uh, Bogus Journey, in which... And I, I try, I'm trying to now to sort of uh, you know squash the plot and make it you know quick yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and snappy, but it's it's, it's tricky. Not, not easy. In which Chuck Denomalous, tyrant from the future, creates android doubles of Bill and Ted and sends them back to eliminate the originals. Bill and Ted are killed, go to hell, then heaven where they meet Station. Two hairy rotund aliens who confuse into one bigger hairy rotunder alien. With the help of Station and the Grim Reaper, they build good robot Bill and Ted's to fight back against the evil robot Bill and Ted's. Let's watch the trailer. <laughs> I have a feeling we're about to embark upon a most unprecedented expedition. Once they made history. I must see to it that you die. Now, they are history. Bill and Ted are dead. Welcome to hell. 
It's the Grim Reaper, dude. How's it hanging, Death? But they're having one hell of a time. This is not what I expected this place to look like at all. You got totally lied to by our album covers, man. You may challenge me to a contest. J7. You have sunk my battleship. Best two out of three. What? Invading the present. I totally possess my dad. Battling <laughs> the future. You metal, dude. Excuse us, but your shoes are untied. <laughs> Can't believe we just melted in death. And meeting their maker. Guy, congratulations on Earth. Not to mention your other great planets. Mars, Jupiter, Uranus. It's the comeback of all time. Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Now, should have been a mess, that film. Yeah, it should have been. Yeah. Because Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure has sort of a narrative yeah, drive and a yeah. point and a purpose. <laughs> Bill and Ted's bogus journey is utter bloody nonsense. But... Get away with it. I love it. It's yeah. so much fun. William Sadler, the performance of his career yeah. as death. Damn right! It's just, yeah, just, really, just so much fun. Utter I've, nonsense. I've learned what Melvin is. Because what, what is. We were just saying, we don't... Yeah. They go, Whoa, we totally Melvin death! What is Melvin? So it's obviously a form of wedgie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's variations apparently. There's right. lots of different versions. Uh, right. The Melvin is a variant where the victim's underwear is pulled up from the front to cause injury or at Ooh. least severe pain to the victim's genitals. <laughs> the female variant is sometimes called a Minerva. Jesus. Then you have the atomic wedgie, the yes. bra connection wedgie, Ooh. and the hanging wedgie, which just sounds horrible. The bra, what, what do you like? Link someone's necklace to their bra? Yeah. Oh, the bra connection. Yeah. Where a girl gets a wedgie and her underwear is attached to her bra. The bra straps connect via the leg holes, keeping the wedgie intact. People are horrible. Someone's not like a wedgie wiki. Well, there you go, again, uh, educational. So Stephen Herrick, who directed Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, he refused to return as director because he described Bogus Journey as almost a parody of a movie that was already a parody. He's not wrong. Um, (laughs) That's great, I love Bogus Journey. And he was replaced by uh, Peter Hewitt, uh, director of Thunderpants and Garfield the movie. <laughs> I would say Bogus Journey is yeah. quite clearly his greatest uh, cinematic effort. <laughs> now, since then, of course, there's been all this talk about will there be a third yeah. uh, Bill and Ted movie? And I didn't know I, this. I don't want one. I don't want one because the second one ends in such a lovely, happy way. They, they basically fulfill their destiny to become the saviors of humankind yeah. through rock music. It, but, it's really lovely. What happened to Dumb and Dumber? Dumb and Dumb. Long delayed sequels are, rare, are rarely ones. good, especially comedy it ones. Just, no, mm. don't do it. No, don't do it. But, but, mm, so in August 2012, uh, Dean pa- Parasot, Dean Parasot, um, who is director of Galaxy Quest, okay. which is a great and underrated yeah. movie, yeah. Uh, signed on to direct Bill and Ted 3. Um, it's, it's never to materialise, but if it was going to happen, someone like that, you know, yeah. you can make yeah. it work. Um, but that's not the end of the Bill and Ted uh, franchise. Because there was uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, which was an animated oh, series, yeah, a cartoon, yeah. which I remember watching. Yeah, was uh, it them that did the voice? Well, well so in the uh, first season, uh, they the it featured the voices of Alex Winter, Keanu Reeves, and oh. George Carlin, right. uh, incredible, playing playing Rufus. Then there was a second season, which didn't feature them, but featured uh, voice work from actors who were about to star in a live-action Bill & Ted TV show, which I had also called Bill & Ted's Excellent Adventures, which I had no idea even existed. Right. Um, well, let's have a little blast of the, uh, of the animated series intro, first of all. I had been selected for a most important journey, 
I was to help fulfill the destiny of the two great ones, Bill and Ted. Wild Stallions rule! Whenever time stands still and trouble moves too fast, to save the future, we must learn about the past. Whoa! It's outrageous, it's bodacious. A, as far as I can tell it isn't, but it sounds mm. just like Michael Bolton's Michael thing Bolton. Two, mm. I think I said A, but two. <laughs> um, they, another example of how the times are different now, especially mm. what kids get given. Mm. Back then they really cared about making like cartoon versions of big mm. films. Like Back mm. to the Future had their own, his own yeah. series, because yeah. Christopher Lloyd did it. Yeah. And you know, loads of these sort of things got yeah. their own proper series where they made an effort. Yeah, okay, made an effort. a bit crap. But you know, yeah. <laughs> you don't get that now, would you? No. The closest you get is Napoleon Dynamite. And look at that, that was terrible. Yeah. Um, no, the, but, but then, yeah, the, so they did a second season of that yeah. featuring uh, the voices of Evan Richards and Christopher Kennedy, who played Bill and Ted in this live action series, right. um, which only ran for uh, one season on Fox. Now, I found, I had no idea this even existed, I found um, some clips from it. And I expected it to be an absolute car crash. Yeah. It doesn't look great, but right. I have to say, they okay. do a good Bill and Ted. Okay. They're not, not Kinu and Alex Winter, but they, you know, they give it a good step. Quite nervous, dude. How's it going? Totally the smartest kid in Saturday Demons High. Yeah, you once got a B plus. Congratulations. I'm late for class. Stop! Don't touch that. Those are mine. Glenn Nevis is the most intense individual. It must be difficult with someone with such a big brain interact with two such as us. We appreciate how hard this must be for you, Glenn Nevis. But we'd be most grateful if you could answer but one question for us. Yeah. Who's Einstein? Einstein? Who is Einstein? Einstein, you lame brains, is only the smartest man who ever lived. Ever. Let me put this in terms you might understand. I am to Einstein as you two are to me. It's weird. I'm watching that at an angle, mm. sort of squinting, mm. and yeah, if you told me that was real, I'd yeah, be, I'd good, like, yeah, fair, fair play to those guys. They uh, they gave it the rule, um, but this is um, even that was not the end of, of the Bill and Ted franchise. All right, how about this headline from 2013? Bong! <laughs> Universal Studios Hollywood pulls anti-gay Bill and Ted Halloween show. What? <laughs> so, oh, I've, I've seen it. What? Is this the one in Universal? Studios? Yeah, Universal Studios. Yeah, it's, I'm a, I went. I went. I had a press trip mm. to Universal Studios. Mm. Got to do all the rides and everything. Mm. And at the end of the of the whole thing, mm. you get put into this weird sort of uh, lecture theatre type mm. thing. And it's all, apparently it's this annual tradition yeah. through Halloween night. Yeah. Where they, um, it, Bill and Ted host it mm. really badly. <laughs> They're not as good as those guys. But they have lots of other characters from other things that mm. come in and we're watching it because mm. we, obviously we're all a British group mm. with a load of American like normellos mm. and we're watching it and just looking at each other wide-eyed going is this for real? <laughs> Not in a kind of I'm offended I mean mm. we were offended yeah. but we were looking at it going this is just the most American 
god awful like something that belongs in the late 80s mm. and it was all like that horrible like the cheerleadiest cheerleaders <laughs> you could think of mm. as you say anti-gay humour mm. and it's just I couldn't believe it. Well, the show was pulled. I forgot about that. The show, yeah, the show was short. Sorry, the show was <laughs> the show was pulled in twenty thirteen, which must be shortly after you saw it. Yeah. Um. Uh, I think that was the year I went. Yeah. Um. Universal Studios Hollywood announced it was shelving its Bill and Ted Halloween Horror Night show, which critics had charged being homophobic. It is a bit. The show featured <laughs> the show featured Superman, yeah. who was turned gay yeah. by being sprinkled with in quotes fairy dust. Right. The Superman character then displayed a series of gay stereotypes meant to be played for laughs. Yeah. Mm. A, s- a sad and sour end to the Bill and Ted legacy there. <laughs> yeah, because I think the first time they did it, mm. Bill and Ted were relatively new. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then they just kept doing it for like, like yeah. 20 years. And it's, I was looking around going, Do, does everyone know who Bill and Ted is? Yeah. Oh? Yeah. Um, but also, Universal was like that though. Mm. Like They've still got the Twister ride. Well, we'll get onto Twister later. Yeah. I've got a little Twister link later on. But like, up. Yeah, like, yeah. and it's not even a ride. You yeah. just stand there. And there, are, there are certain things like, oh, Jaws ride. So, well, Jaws is kind yeah. of timeless, but like, yeah, Twister. Twister is very nice. There's an EC ride, which was like its first ever That's ride. Fine. It's, it's shoddy, fine. but it's quite nice yeah. and classic. Yeah. Whereas you look at Twister, looks, it would have looked bad at the time. Yeah. And that came out, what, 96? 96. And you look at this and go, just. Just take it, take it down, lads. Yeah. I don't know how much it cost and you needed to keep it going. It's just for like, Bill, pa- Bill Paxton's probably funding out of his own pocket. Yeah. Come on, keep the legacy of Twister going. Paxton. <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on. Film two. Film two, we've got Point Break yeah. or Point Break yeah. um, from 1991. Or oh, Fast and Furious, the early years. We'll get onto this, <laughs> we'll get onto this. Uh, in which an FBI agent, Johnny Utah, played by Keanu Reeves, goes undercover to catch a gang of surfers led by the charismatic Bodhi. <laughs> played, by, played by Patrick Swayze. I don't know why I made it uh, <laughs> uh, The surfers may be bank robbers. Uh, it was directed by Catherine Bigelow, the Oscar-winning director yeah. of, of The Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. Also, I didn't realise, directed Near Dark. Have you ever seen Near Dark? Yeah. Brilliant. Adrian Pazdar, right. uh, Bill Paxton, yeah. uh, and it's like a, a weird, dark vampire movie. Absolutely brilliant. Mm. Uh, worth worth checking out and possibly featuring a feature episode. Um, but yeah, let's check out uh, the trailer for Point Break. The ultimate rush is nothing that comes close to it. Not even sex. We are the ex-president. Total commitment. It's a real thin line between life and death. I'm not a crook. not tragic to die doing what you love. If you want the ultimate, Gotta be willing to pay the ultimate price. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, and please don't forget to vote. You wanna nail the bank robbers and be a big hero? Definitely. The ex-presidents are surfers. You're trying to tell me the FBI is going to pay me to learn to surf. Fear causes hesitation. Hesitation will cause your worst fears to come true. We'll take you to the edge. This is gonna be a great day, Johnny. The taxpayers of Lancet, Utah, they knew that they were paying a federal agent to surf and pick up girls. Babes. Big one. The correct term is babes, sir. Adios, amigo! Awesome. <laughs> now, now, tragically, the line in which uh, John C. McGinley chastises Reeves and he says, Babes, sir. They're called babes. <laughs> That's in the trailer. Not in the film. What? Cut from the film. Why would you cut that from the film? Oh uh, no! One of the one of the best lines. Um, this must be the film which got 
Keanu well, to lose his villain's head. Well, yes. it's it's clever because it did launch Keanu as an as an action star, but kind of weaves in the whole yeah, surfer dude babes, yeah. the whole surfer dude persona into the plot. So it's a nice little stepping stone. Um, but again, very nearly um, didn't happen. People who turned down the uh, the role of Johnny Utah or were considered uh, Val Kilmer, <laughs> Johnny Depp, <laughs> Charlie Sheen, uh, Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick and Willem Dafoe. It's like they How really, obviously, yeah, they really had no idea what this character was going to be. Uh, Point Break does include a love interest for Keanu, played by Laurie Petty. Laurie Petty. Um, but we all know the real love story in the film is between Keanu and Patrick Swayze. Uh, Point Break features some of the most extreme innuendo this side of Commando. Um, there's, there's only rivaled by Top Gun, I reckon. Yeah, Top that Top Gun, but Top Gun. Everyone talks about yeah. Top Gun. I don't think Point Break gets enough. Uh, you know, people don't talk about this enough. There's one line where 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 Bodhi says to John in Utah, "I know it's hard for you. I know you want me so bad. It's like acid in your mouth." <laughs> Come on, but but we all know, of course what the best moment in Point Break is. Have you ever seen Point Break? No. Amazing bit in Point Break where they jump over fences. Is that nine? 29. Patrick Swayze's just robbed this bank. Keanu Reeves is chasing him through people's gardens. And he goes to shoot Swayze, but he can't because he loves him so much and he's firing his gun up in the air. He's like, oh! Have you ever fired your gun up in the air and gone, ah? No, I have not ever fired my gun up in the air and gone, ah. All right, should we have, should we have a bit of Keanu Reeves firing yeah, his gun up in the air go and going, ah. Because he loves him so much. <laughs> uh, now, me and you have talked a lot, um, not on the podcast, but just in the pub, um, about how about how we think uh, Keanu Reeves would be a great addition mm. to the Fast and Furious exactly. uh, franchise. And of course, the first Fast and Furious movie, if you swap out surfing for street racing, it's the same story. Basically, is a remake of yeah. Point Break, and yeah. it's certainly a lot better than the actual remake of Point yeah. Break. Oh. Uh, released, released in 2015. Uh, right, two of the most non-people ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are they? Who, who, are, who are these guys? You're not, you're not a contemporary no. Reeves and Swayze, that's for sure. Also, directed by a man whose name could not sound more like a Swish mobile phone, Ericsson Core. <laughs> <laughs> who, <laughs> who, funnily enough, was was the director of photography on The Fast and the Furious. Oh. So there you go. I just the, the whole remake was such a bizarre. A no one wanted it. B mm. no one went to see it. C you cast just non entity. And apparently, world. apparently a lot of big stars like went up for it, but then obviously they they read, probably read the script and then and then realised. I mean, I know the Miami Vice remake was mm. a bit, mm. but at least it had big names attached to it. Yeah. This so you at least try and get like. Yeah. I don't know. But but uh, you know, better, much better than the remake was uh, Point Break Live. Uh, the film inspired a piece of cult theatre in which the role of Johnny Utah is played by an audience member chosen by <laughs> this is word for word popular acclamation I guess that means whoever gets the most Yay. Um, after a brief audition the new Keanu reads all of his or her lines from cue cards for the duration of the show and I quote 
to capture the rawness of a Keanu Reeves performance, even from those who generally think themselves incapable of acting. That's a very niche concept. But Keanu Reeves knows it exists. He talked about it on a Reddit AMA and said he it said it sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> I'd love it. I'd love it if you went along one night and, and did just it. did and it, didn't get it right. and, and, and no one and no one no no but just no one knew. Yeah. And then he went off on stage and was like, so good. But of all the films to do that with, Point Break. Mm. Like, it's, a cult, it's a cult classic. Yeah, but like, it's a good idea. But mm. Point Break's not the first film I'd choose to <laughs> to do that idea. But, but, <laughs> Alright, so, uh, leaping through time again, yeah. three years yep. uh, ahead, 1994, and really the first, like, sort of pure example yeah. of, of action Reeves yeah. um, was, of course, Speed. Oh, I love Speed. I love Speed, everyone loves No one, like, there's, there's certain films that no one's got a bad word to say yeah. about, really, and no one dislikes Speed. No. What, what would be, if, if someone was like, <laughs> don't like speed. I don't like Speed, everyone would go quiet, wouldn't they? Yeah. Uh, if, if I don't at, believe you. If you're at a dinner party, yeah, no, if you're at a dinner party, and yeah. if someone said they didn't like speed, it would just it would sour the whole evening. Yeah. It really would. <laughs> speed is about a young Let's get the fuck out right yeah. now. Speed is about a young police officer, uh, Jack, played by Keanu Reeves, who must prevent a bomb exploding aboard a city bus by keeping its speed above uh, fifty miles per Such hour. Such a brilliant idea. Great idea. Simple. Yeah. Brilliant. Classic. For LA cop Jack Travelin. Tell me again, Harry. Why did I take this job? Oh, come on, thirty more years of this, you get a tiny pension and a cheap gold watch. The game began. Very exciting, Jack. Some close calls, huh? When someone put the city of Los Angeles to the ultimate test. Pop quiz, hot shot. There's a bomb on a bus. Once the bus goes 50 miles an hour, the bomb is armed. If it drops below 50, it blows up. What do you do? What do you do? Now... Are you insured? Yeah, why? He's the only solution. We just got a ransom demand from your terrorist. Says he's rigged the city bus. Where's Jack? Where do you think? Stay on or get off. Get off. This is much better. Everybody hold on! Keanu Reeves. Dennis Hopper, Sandra Bullock. Pop quiz. You have a hair trigger aimed at your head. What do you do? What do you do? Speed. Get ready for rush hour. Now, having said how much I love speed, I did just notice one slight flaw in the plot, <laughs> which is the bus has to hit 50, yeah. then the bomb is armed, yeah. then if it drops below 50, the bomb explodes. I have never been on a bus that's gone at more, more than 50 miles <laughs> an hour. In America, they just go to the yeah. um, uh, Keanu Reeves initially turned down the part uh, as he found the original script to be too much like a diehard clone. Yeah. While Reeves was kind of umming and eyeing, various actors were offered the role of Jack and you know either didn't get it or turned it down. Uh, two of the lesser Baldwins, Stephen, <laughs> Stephen and William. Um, not, not, even, not even Alec. Uh, not even Daniel. At least start with Daniel. <laughs> uh, Kurt Russell. Arnie, yeah. uh, Stallone, uh, Bruce Willis, Michael Keaton, Tom Hanks, Johnny Depp, Tom Hanks. Cruise, Jim Carrey. <laughs> it's like everyone you can think of. Uh, Brad Pitt, George Clooney, Nicol- Nicolas Cage. What? Um, uh, Mickey Rourke. Who's left? John Travolta. Patrick Swayze. Jean-Claude Van Damme. 
Dolph Lundgren, Mel Gibson, and Harrison Ford. That's that's just a list of people. <laughs> that's just a list of. They copied that from a Wikipedia <laughs> of actors. That's just, that's just a list of actors who were working in the nineties. Martin Freeman, Lawrence Olivier. <laughs> um, also, uh, Jeff Bridges was considered to play Jack, not to be confused with Jeff Daniels, <laughs> which people often do, who actually is in the movie as brilliant as Jack's partner Harry, and is and is fantastic. See, actors have a really tough decision when it comes to action films because mm. so many of them are done shit. Mm. Whereas. <laughs> Only a few mm. are stand the test of time and do a Die Hard or a Speed where they still look good all those years. Yeah. And it must be hard when you hear the plot of the film and you think, what if this just looks dreadful when it yeah. comes out? It could yeah. just be like, remember that when we were talking about Die Hard and there was that film with, it was um, Patrick Stewart versus Vincent Carthizer in the school. <laughs> and you think, on paper, that might have sounded really good. Yeah, so yeah, you watch yeah. it back. And, and, like, and like, Speed Bomb on a Bus... Uh, is is only a little less ludicrous than uh, uh, bombs that turn into uh, people that turn into bombs yeah. from the uh, Pierce Brosnan classic Livewire. <laughs> Get out the way! This man is a bomb. <laughs> but that's clearly a terrible fucking movie. Uh. Um, de Bont cast Keanu Reeves after seeing him in Point Break, and I wonder if this is why we love Keanu so much. He felt that the actor was vulnerable on the screen. He's not threatening to men because he's not that bulky, mm. but he looks great to women. Yeah. yeah. It's the same thing with Bruce back in the day. Mm. In Die Hard, he's not like a big, muscly, like, bulky man. In our 24 episode, we talked about Keith Sutherland. He's not exactly. like super ripped. He's just exactly. hard. It's just, you know, brick shithouse. Also, uh, you know, Keanu, known for his, his kind of like flowing Bill and Ted style yeah. uh, locks, Yander Bond, yeah. Bond insisted that he shave his head. Mm. Originally, it was like literally like a proper buzz cut. And uh, the studio freaked out, <laughs> and uh, he had to sort of grow it back, grow back a little bit. Everyone at the studio was scared shitless when they first saw it. Said Yandabon, there was only like a millimeter. What you see in the movie uh, is is actually grown in. Yandabon, his uh, his uh, filmography continued with Twister, as we were saying, right. from nineteen ninety six. Was it The Haunting? Um, the, the terrible, terrible remake of The Haunting. Uh, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider, oh, The Cradle of Life in 2003. Hated that. <laughs> and, and he directed Speed 2, Cruise oh, Control no. in 1997. Uh, <laughs> 3%, that, that sequel <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, describes on Wikipedia, the film was and continues to be widely regarded as a travesty in filmmaking. <laughs> travesty, <laughs> a travesty. Uh. <laughs> um, and because of the immense failure of Speed 2, there has, of course, never been a Speed 3, apart, of course, from the 1998 episode of the sitcom Father Ted. Uh, <laughs> yeah, written brilliant. after the show's writers, Graham Linehan and Arthur Matthews, asked themselves, how can we make a worse sequel than Speed 2? Dougal! Dougal! Are you going over four miles an hour? Ah, oh, Ted, I'm doing fine. Leave me alone. Are you doing over four? Not yet. <laughs> now I am. Listen to me, there's a bomb on the milk float! A bomb? Right. Who's that for? No, you're not supposed to deliver to anyone. It's gonna go off and kill you! Pat Mustard put it there because I got him sacked. When you go under four miles an hour, it'll go off, the bomb will go off. Have you got that? Oh God, help! I don't want to be a milk man anymore! You'll be safe as long as you don't slow down! Oh Ted, look! It's a big bunch of boxes in the middle of the road! Just stay over four! But um, at least Keanu wasn't in it. It was just... No, no, no. He on was, a boat with yeah. Sandra Bullock. What, what, what's the plot? What, so she just happened to be in the same situation at the same time? Yeah, happened shit like this. Happened to the same Sandra Bullock twice. But she's... But she, she's just... She was just the woman on a bus. Yeah. She, it's not like she was... No, no, she reason. was on like a holiday cruise with her new boyfriend, Charisma Boy, Jason Patrick. 
Is it is it at least Dennis Hopper's son or something? Or? No, no, it's just Willem Dafoe, who you know famously almost played Johnny Utah in Point Break. Okay. Yeah. He like he likes leeches. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm I'm passing on the the yeah. the Reeve baton to you now. So to 1999 we mm. go to arguably his finest and most famous film mm. The Matrix I'm only going to focus on the first film so I can't be asked to yeah I don't want to I don't want to really want to yeah. relive uh, Reloaded and Revolution it's too complicated mm. you know, because the first is still brilliant still looks fresh slick and it works perfectly isolated yeah. you don't it's no. a film that doesn't need <laughs> no. a sequel doesn't no. need a sequel I think I was just too dense to understand it all because when I first watched it, it mm. I got what I think I needed to get mm. and then when I watched the next ones and mm. it, it was this sprawling universe but, I, but, like, I, love, I have no idea what's going on I love on. the Matrix people go I remember that some people were like Matrix is so confusing no it's not what is the Matrix? I don't understand. Well, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a virtual world. Yeah. They, they plant this in. But they made it confusing in the next two. They, in the next two. Yeah, they, they turned it into this thing that it didn't need to be. Mm. Um, but it was also the film, I think, kind of helped Keanu remain, even if he did nothing after this, mm. he would be like a Hollywood... Legend. Legend, sort of thing. <laughs> because he'd already done a few and, good films, but this... And in a way, for. And in a way, it felt a bit like one of his first comebacks. Yeah. Because from, from, much. from Bill and Ted to Point Break to Speed was yeah. pretty... You know, whereas that, five, five years later, yeah. there'd been a five-year gap between Speed and The Matrix. So, if you don't know, uh, in this film, Keanu plays Thomas Anderson, or Neo, a computer programmer who learns the truth about a dystopian future, which reality, as perceived by most humans, is actually a simulated reality called The Matrix created by sentient machines to subdue the human population while their bodies, heat and electrical activity are used as an energy source and is drawn into rebellion against the machines, which involves other people who have been freed from the dream world. Now, simple. I love that. Simple. I love how, you know, like that's, that's taken with people. Yeah. I love how they have the intro. Normally you can do it in a sentence. <laughs> yeah. There they go. Okay. Yeah. Just strap yourselves in. It's the most convoluted uh, Rue's film since Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Yeah. And it also includes, obviously, Lawrence Fishburne in particular as Morpheus, mm. who's just... Do you want to know what, what it is? So, might as well do the trailer. Yes, please. For the Matrix. Whoa. Have you ever had a dream, Neo, that you were so sure was real? What if you were unable to wake from that dream? How would you know the difference between the dream world and the real world? What is happening to me? The answer is out there, Neo. It's the question that drives us. What is the Matrix? The Matrix is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? They're watching you, Neo. Human beings are a disease. You are a cancer of this planet. And we... Are the cure. Get me the hell out of here! Welcome to the real world. So you're here to save the world. So what do you need? Guns. Lots of guns. No one has ever done anything like this. That's why it's going to work. Buckle your seatbelt, Dorothy. Because Kansas is going bye-bye. Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. No one can be told what the Matrix is. Yeah, so it's a, it's a virtual world. <laughs> Done. <laughs>
it could have been a big load of pretentious mess that film, mm. but it's done so well that you forgive it. Mm. And <laughs> people, some people try and turn it into pretentious yeah. wank, and they just oh no, it's a it's a silly bloody action film. It's great. Um, famously, Will Smith turned down the mm. role to do Wild Wild West. <laughs> uh, to play not- Jim West, Desperado, Rough Rider. <laughs> also, Nicolas Cage turned it down. What? Yeah. Because uh, of family obligations, apparently. Oh, so that would have been. That would have been. been awful. Uh, Warner Brothers wanted Brad Pitt or Val Kilmer, <laughs> uh, but when both declined, they pushed for Keanu, who won it over Johnny Depp, which was the Wachowskis' first choice. Really, didn't know that. So all in all, I think they got the right guy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, what I was saying earlier about uh, effort put into roles, mm. uh, all of the actors were required to be able to understand and explain what the Matrix is before they started it. It's not that complicated, but fine. And I've got a little clip of him talking about said nonsense. I had to read Baudrillard. I had to read uh, Out of Control, which was about systems, evolution, robots. And then there was another book, which was uh, Evolutionary Psychology. Those were three books that they wanted me to uh, read before I even opened up the script. Well, I mean, I, I guess for myself, to play Thomas Anderson, he was searching for the truth to his life. He felt that something was wrong. He felt like he was not having real contact. He was searching for something. He was searching. He felt that there was something behind the veil, and he was looking. So he was looking for Morpheus to try to, to break that veil. And I guess that that is something that um, Baudrillard spoke about sometimes, but not in searching for something, but in what got in the way. He does one chapter, I believe, on like religious icons, where the icon starts to represent God and it loses its power of a true connection to God because then you're the icon and then you have a simulation of an icon until it becomes on the dashboard of your car. You know, a decay of meaning. They've broken Keanu. Woo! There you go. It's Baudrillard. <laughs> <laughs> the person last time you were here, Baudrillardian philosophy in, in, in two geeks. Uh, so, also not only that, the director's hired the Chinese martial arts choreographer Yuan Wu Ping mm. to work on fight scenes. To prepare for the Wai Thu, the actors had to train for, for several months, and the Wachowskis scheduled four months of training, but then Yuan started to worry because he realised how unfit all the actors were. <laughs> right. uh, you know, realistically, they're not meant to be... You know, getting, Hugo Weaving's not a fucking <laughs> martial artist, or at least I don't think he was. Um, what I liked is, it says here, Yuan let their body style develop over the time, and then he worked with each actor's strength. He said... It's like uh, the introduction of cartoon like uh, anime characters. Mm. He builds on Reeves's diligence, <laughs> Fishburne's resilience, <laughs> Hugo Weaving's precision, and Carrie Anne Moss's feminine grace. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> uh, prior to pre-production, Keanu suffered two-level fusion in his uh, of his cervical spine, Ow. which had begun to cause paralysis in his legs, which required him to undergo neck surgery. Jesus! Just so many brilliant moments in that film. Mm. Uh, Obviously, bullet time bits, mm. uh, the subway fight with Agent Smith, the bank shootout. Trinity! <laughs> Help! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what I like, though, is that you can tell it's them doing all the stuff. Mm. You've got the behind-the-scenes footage, and they've mm. done wires and stuff. But yeah, Keanu's yeah, like, famous for you know, doing, like, 90% of his own stuff. Exactly. But also, you know at the end, when he's mm. on the phone, and their rage against machine kicks in? Yes. I thought it was him doing the common bit. If you listen, it sounds just like it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, at the end of the Matrix, yeah. Neo flies into the air and goes, Come on! <laughs> just like it. Uh, but no, it's just Rage Against Machine. Yeah. Right, moving on. Moving on. Uh, Constantine, mm. 2005 movie. Now, which I've con- only con- seen the once. Constantine gets a lot of flack. Yeah. I think I think most. Well, it's divisive. Mm. It gets. It's not get, like the perfect movie. It gets people who love the uh, Hellblazer yeah. comics where John Constantine is 
Liverpudlian and blonde. Right. Um, and so, obviously, you know, yeah. Keanu doesn't really fit the bill. No. But then people who take it as just a self-contained film... Because I didn't know anything about that. think so, it's pretty good. Yeah. It was decent enough. And mm. compared to, like, DC films nowadays... Mm. What? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's much better, in my opinion. Um, so, as you say, based on Vertigo Comics' Hellblazer comic book, uh, with plot elements taken from the Dangerous Habits story arc and the original Sins story arc, whatever that means. I hear. So, you're a fan of those comics? I, I'm not, like, a, a huge fan, but I know a bit about them. Oh, and you've seen it, have you? I've never no, but I've never actually seen Constantine really? because because I because I'm sort of slightly more yeah. entrenched in the comics and people were saying you know if you like the comics don't yeah. don't watch the film it's bad but then I've had friends who haven't read the comics say the film is good so. well this film portrays John Constantine as a cynic with the ability to perceive and communicate with half angels and half demons in their true form he seeks salvation from eternal damnation in hell for a suicide attempt in his youth uh, Constantine exercises demons back to hell to earn favor with heaven but has become weary over time. Uh, with terminal lung cancer, he helps a troubled police detective, played by Rachel Weisz, learn the truth about her sister's death while simultaneously unravelling a much larger... Larger? <laughs> much larger. <laughs> it's because you're running out of beer. A uh, much larger and darker plot. Uh, so, as you haven't seen it, let's have a trailer look. Mr. Constantine, I'd like to ask you a few questions. I know the circles you travel in. The occult. The exorcisms. I thought that you could at least point me in the right direction. Yeah, okay, sure. Please. What if I told you that God and the devil made a wager for the souls of all mankind? No direct contact with humans. That would be the rule. Just influence. See who would win. Demons stay in hell. Angels in heaven. They call it the balance. I need to see what you see. You do this, there's no turning back. You see them. They see you. Understand. Into the light I command thee. Into the light I command thee. Intrigued. Yeah, I'm intrigued. I might, might have to check it out. It came out 2005. Yeah, it looks, looks, looks good. Notably not featured in that trailer, though. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Uh, you have Rachel Weisz, Shia LaBeouf as Chaz. Right. Just thought I'd put that out there. <laughs> Tilda Swinton. Mm. Digimon Honsu. <laughs> Digimon Honsu. Peter Stormare. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love a bit of Peter Stormare. And Gavin Rossdale. Gavin Rossdale? Yeah. <laughs> I bet that doesn't come away. And he's not that bad in it. Huh? And it's like, why are you now doing the voice? Why are you on the Voice you? UK? Yeah, bizarre. Oh, I love a bit of Gavin Rossdale. Yeah. Adrenaline from the Triple X soundtrack. <laughs> Screaming out your name! Great. <laughs> so it's kind of considered a bit of a flop, I guess. Mm. But it did gross over 230 million, which is pretty good. Mm. Like, you know, like, considering it's not part of any sort of DC universe like Cinematic superhero universe. films are now. Yeah. You know, that's pretty good yeah. for the time. Most people watching it probably didn't even know it was no. a comic book movie. Again... Nicholas Cage was in line to play John Constantine. John Constantine. I'm going to play John Constantine. <laughs> where are the demons? Tell me where the demons are. How do I get burned? <laughs> uh, Alan Moore, who created mm. the character, mm. he had been disappointed with previous adaptations of his mm. other comics, uh, From Hell. Alan Moore shits on all yeah. adaptations of his comics. He got From Hell, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, yeah. and he refused credit for the film and asked yeah. that his royalties be given to the other creators. Um, but what I like about it is it just has a kind of certain sort of post matrixy mid noughties kind of slick feel to it. Mm. 
And as I say, it's po-facing the way that DC is doing wrong. At the moment. <laughs> um, and Keanu has a bit of kind of cheeky side to him in this film, mm. which I like. So uh, there was plans, well not plans, but there was talk of a sequel because mm. um, it came a bit of a cult favourite over the years. Mm. Uh, as recently as, in, well not that recently now, <laughs> in November 2012, it was reported that Guillermo del Toro and Warner Brothers were considering a film featuring uh, John Constantine, but it was unconfirmed whether it would be connected to that film right. and Stark, yeah, mm-hmm. probably not. But then there was a TV version. There was a well. TV version starring yeah. Matt Ryan, and now they're doing a that got cancelled, but now they're bringing it back as an animated series with Matt with Matt Ryan. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> you know, it was one of those things where the show wasn't great, but he was good in it. And he came back for he was in an episode of Arrow. Arrow, okay. Mm-hmm. But that was on a different network, so that was pretty cool, wasn't it? Yeah, so they, they established that it was the same... Because I don't know if we've talked about this before, about how yeah. we definitely have, but yeah. I don't know if we've talked about it in the show, about how uh, the DC TV share oh, the is, good one, is, is yeah. like so but much better and more cohesive and more entertaining yeah. than, the, than the movie universe. Yeah. And yeah, they even though Constantine was on NBC yeah. and the rest of the shows were on the CW, they, they linked them all up. And That's it's good. really nice. And, Right, our final film. Mm. Uh, we're going to just a couple of years ago now mm. with John Wick. John Wick. Well, one of the reasons we wanted to do this episode yeah. was because John Wick Two yes. is out is out soon, yeah, and we're very very excited. Very excited. This was kind of Keanu's big comeback. He hadn't really done a proper great film mm. or like one that was taken seriously for a while because mm. there was, as you said, Forty Seven Ronin, which came out, mm. which apparently like isn't a dreadful film, yeah. but mm. it's not brilliant. Mm. But it, the box office returns were so bad, mm. it's like one of the biggest flops in history. Really? Yeah, in terms of how much it cost yeah, to make. And yeah, promote. the biggest loss. Um, but this, even though this didn't really do anything in the box office... It's become a cult classic it's though, isn't it? so well received. Yeah. Did, it still did so well in terms of its budget. Mm. Um, it's, it's deserved a sequel. Mm. And um, I command any of you who haven't seen it but love action films... Or love Keanu. Or love Keanu. He's back! <laughs> Now it's a bit. It's one of those sort of taken clones in a way, but it's, it's one that's done well and, and it's has different that, enough. It has an inventive twist. Yeah, because there were so many of these films which were just mm. one man trying to avenge his family. Mostly, actually, starring Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, simple premise: film stars Reeves as John Wick, a retired hitman seeking vengeance for the theft of his vintage car and the killing of his puppy, against his recently deceased wife. That's it. That Compared is, yeah. to the Matrix, that's an easier. I do like. I do like films. I do like that it's called John Wick and he's called John Wick because because <laughs> it's one of those films where you want someone to make a supercut of every time yeah. they say John Wick and John, John Wick, Wick because it becomes a bit like Bourne movies where they're like, oh my god, it's Jason Bourne, <laughs> get, get Bourne, Bourne. Yeah. <laughs> and this is slowly becoming, oh my god, it's John Wick, kill John Wick, John Wick. Nice ride. Thanks. How much? Excuse me. How much for the car? She's not for sale. You have good day, sir. Daisy. I lost everything. That dog was a final gift from my dying wife. Jonathan. You got out once. You dip so much as a pinky back into this pond, you may find something reaching out to pull you back in. It's personal. Where'd you get that car? What does it matter? It's not what you did, son. It's who you did it to. Nobody? But nobody. It's John Wick. 
No, just sorting some stuff out. Task your crew. How many? As many as you have. How good's your laundry? No one's that good. I thought not. Now, I think John Wick would beat any of these guys. Bond, Bourne, Bauer. His moves are... Impressive. I've never seen a film. I mean, there's been films before that have done it, obviously, but I've never mm. seen a film so well choreographed in terms of gunfights. Yeah, yeah. Before there's a whole scene involving a club. Yeah. Where he's trying to shoot Alfie Allen to death. Spectacular and gunplay, and most of it, if not all of it, done by Reeves yeah, himself. Yeah. Again, I'll show you a clip now of him just training like hell. Uh, I think this is for the first film um, of how how much effort he puts in. You know, we love Bruce. We used to love Bruce, <laughs> but you get the feeling he wouldn't do any of this. He would not do this. Keanu went through extensive training, uh, probably four solid months. And I don't mean like an hour a day, you know, doing push-ups and sit-ups. I mean five days a week, eight hours a day. Gun training, martial arts training, driving training. He's always first man there, last man to leave. And when it's time to hit the gym or hit a specific skill set, he's always there. He's always been incredibly involved and he wants to be there. Keanu has been trained by some of the best stuntmen in the business, some of the best fight coordinators in the business. Chad and Dave for training hooked me up with John Blair and Johnny Subio, who really were doing the choreography and training me. I've never worked with an actor who's willing to work that hard, train that hard. The guy's an animal. There you go. But it pays off because yeah. it does look it, incredible and you can clearly tell it's him yeah. performing the action. And you see other bits where he's... Clearly annoyed that he's not getting it right, but he mm. keeps doing it. He doesn't f mm. throw a hissy fit and throw. I just run out of there. After <laughs> one, I wouldn't be able to do it. When Ellen died, I lost everything until that dog arrived on my doorstep. A final gift for my wife. In that moment, I received some semblance of hope an opportunity to grieve on alone. And your son. Took that from me. Stole that from me. Killed that from me! People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. So you can either hand over your yeah. son, or you can die screaming alongside him! Because um, we've said before, because uh, in the original script, John was meant to be in his uh, mid-60s. Mm. Um, but I think they, in the end they... Because um, he's meant to be a grizzled hitman coming out of retirement. Yeah, so they, they said instead we decided to look for someone who is not literally older but who has a seasoned history in the film world. Mm. So he's in his 50s. He's he's Keanu's is yeah. ridiculously yeah. Uh, yeah. 52. There's all these uh, all these theories that he might actually be immortal. Yeah. Um, that he was born in 748 AD taking up various guises, including uh, Charlemagne and, and the actor Paul Mounet, who died in 1922, but his body was never found. And he looks, he does look a lot like Keanu Reeves. Just saying. Well, that's about all our films, I reckon. I, mm. I do have a, a few more Keanu type things. There's obviously mm. the sad Keanu meme, <laughs> yeah. which uh, we won't delve into it because it's quite miserable and depressing, but if, mm. you, if you do look up his, his life, not mm. only his childhood, but mm. his, his relationship history, mm. his family and stuff, he's had yeah. quite one a of his best time. One of his best mates was River Phoenix, yeah, so exactly. we know that had a sad end. It sort of inspired, like, uh, cheer Keanu up day type thing <laughs> and stuff like that. 
Keanu's a gent. He's a gent because yeah. there's there's another uh, very famous Keanu viral video yeah. where someone catches him riding the subway because right. he's a he's a grounded guy. He's a yeah. nice guy, grounded guy, and they're like secretly filming him. And then uh, a woman comes on with like a massive sort of gym bag. It's like really heavy, weighing her down. Keanu gets up, gives oh, her the seat, like good. instantly. He just clocks her and he's like, hey, do you want to sit down? And like, as you should. I mean, having said that, I give up my seat all the time on the tube. <laughs> okay, I, I don't go viral, I don't go right. viral, but, uh, but you know, it's clear he's a, he's a very nice, uh, very nice chap. Just before we do wrap up, mm-hmm. I do want to flag one more Keanu performance very briefly, which I think is, you know, we, we've talked about his most famous roles, we've talked about some of his, uh, uh, you know, less yeah. celebrated roles. But one role that I think is uh, a particularly great Keanu performance and doesn't get a lot of chat is uh, is The Gift. Have you ever heard no. of this film? So it's a film, uh, it's a sort of supernatural thriller from 2000, directed by Sam Raimi, um, in which Keanu plays uh, Donnie Barksdale, who is like this uh, thuggish wife beater. It's not a very Keanu role, but he's really, really good in it, and I don't think he gets enough, enough plaudits for this. You know what this is? It's voodoo doll. I'm gonna use this voodoo doll on you. Some of your own medicine. If you don't stop seeing my wife, I'm sticking me a pin in this thing every night till you learn to leave folks alone. Go back to bed. Everything's fine. I bet you love those little children, don't you? I bet they need their mama, don't they? What's your name? Get your ass out of my house! Don't you threaten me or my kids. Now, what I do here is my business. And if your wife has any sense, she'll leave you so far behind you'll never find her. Now, you get out of here before I have you thrown in jail. Messing with the devil's gonna get you burned. Everybody knows that. I'll see you soon, boys. Quite scary from Keanu there, hold, you know, holding yeah. his own against Kate Blanchett. Yeah, quite an intimidating great. performance. We'd see him do like that kind of. Yeah, and I, and I think you know, he, yeah. Sometimes he's miscast and he, yeah. he doesn't perform so well. Sometimes he's cast really, really well. Sometimes they do cast him against type, and it it does really well. I think he's great in the gift. I've I found a few other things. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a never-ending pleasure trove. Yeah, it? he is. He took a ninety percent pay cut on his salary on the replacements just so Gene Hackman could be in the cast. Yeah, and same with uh, Devil's Advocate with uh, uh, with Pacino as well. There you go. Uh, he was originally going to be in Platoon, but he turned it down yeah. and Charlie Sheen did it instead. Yeah. Uh, Joel Schumacher wanted him to be the Scarecrow in the fifth Batman movie, but uh, it didn't happen after Batman and Robin. Ah, oh, damn. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's about it, I reckon. On that's, that note. That's all the Keanu, uh, Keanu, Reeves, Keanu Reeves will live forever, and so will Two Geeks, Two Beers, and yeah. all that. Time. And I reckon you should go now and do a marathon of any Keanu films. Including Walk in the Clouds, which is a nice little rom-com that wasn't allowed to talk about. <laughs> and uh, and but I banned you. I banned you from talking about that in the lake house. But don't watch Knock Knock. Cause it's, no, you, no, you don't need to watch Knock Knock. Scanner Darkly as well, that's pretty Scanner Darkly is yeah. great. Book your tickets now for... Uh, we can talk about Keanu for, yeah. forever. And may well do after we stop yeah. recording. Um, but book your tickets now for John Wick 2. Yeah. So please head over to twogeeks2beers.com for past episodes. Mm. And... We're at Two Geeks Cast on Facebook and Twitter. Yes, if you get uh, the the show on iTunes again, please, please, please uh, give us a, a, a quick tiny review or at least uh, a rating. That would really, really, really be a big help. Uh, we'll leave you with the band that we mentioned briefly, the ah. inspiration for the um, the beers. This is Dogstar. Have you Dog ever heard Star. anything? I've never heard any Dogstar. For some reason, I thought they were like this metal band. Yeah. But they're just like a Nickelback style, just sort of M.O.R., 
Great. Yeah. I'm quite excited. Are they better than, was it Fistful of Grunts or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Russell Crowe's band? Uh, before, um, we'll play a bit of the song, but mm. first is just a little clip of a news item of the time. So uh, enjoy and uh, see you next time. See you next time. Bye-bye. The name of their new album is Happy Ending. But if it doesn't sound familiar, it's think Point Break, Speed and The Matrix. Well, such is the plight faced by the band Dogstar, whose bass player just happens to be Keanu Reeves. David Adelson has the tale of a band who just wants the music to do the talking. They play to a packed house on Hollywood Sunset Strip. And they get booked on The Tonight Show. In fact, despite little radio play and negligible record sales, Dogstar may be one of the most sought-after bands in the music business. The reason? Well, meet the bass player. He's a movie star. It really is a collective of all of us. And just what, what happens when the three of us get together and create something new. They moved down in the town Not to be forgotten Stay around The jasmine sweet The air is gone 